0: Welcome to Educators with Oyo. I'm your hostess, Ronette Branham, here to offer biblical strategies for effective teaching. Welcome to today's episode. I thank you for tuning in. Today is sort of a look back at the school year as the end of the year approaches. Some people are finished this month in May. I'm not sure about when, the end of May, maybe. And then up north of here, where I am, we end up in towards the end of June. So right now, what it is, it's time to reflect on the current year, what happened, our takeaways, you know, from the year, um, why it is a good thing to reflect. Um, one thing I do know is as we reflect on the current year and our, you know, what we... Um, learned our what we need to improve what we had successes in we can also build up our ourselves personally and professionally by reflecting taking a look at what's happened and what did we leave the year would with what are we going to leave the year with what did the year take from us what did the year give us so i just want to start with um a scripture it's just a part of a part of a chapter. Philippians 4, 13. Um, where it's, where the writer talks about he's learned to be up and down, he's learned to be in and out, just per say he learned to be um, deal with every situation, be content in every situation he's put in. And so that's something that teachers, you know, we have to take that and, and take that within. I was going to say take that and run with it. But we need to take that in and, and, and know that no matter what situation we're placed in, no matter what classroom no matter what the dynamic no matter what resources or lack of resources that we have we ought to be able to be content in it all and not that we're satisfied with it not that we're good with it not that um we're sad about that we're not sad and well we shouldn't be sad we should be able to be content that doesn't mean we don't fight for what we need and ask for what we need but at the same time you can't be sad you can't be Depressed and take that internally, like the situation. The situation doesn't have the resources, so you're going to take it in like you're a failure, you're a loser. No, you're not. You're still who you are, placed in a situation. So now we're going to reflect and see what what how we responded to what we were given, or not given, however you want to look at it. So I have Philippians four thirteen. He says, "I can do all things through Christ Jesus." which strengthens me so knowing that you can do all things that's going to strengthen you that's going to keep you uh above water and you're not going to feel like you're drowning even if you um don't have everything that you need you shouldn't feel like you're drowning you should be able to know god has this uh i can do everything that i tried that i set out to every goal i can achieve as long as i have christ and then that's going to strengthen me knowing that I have Christ to walk with me, period. Uh, and then Proverbs 27, 19. That was Philippians 4, 13. Proverbs 27, 19. As the water reflects the face, so one's life reflects the heart. So if you're walking around sad and depressed about what's happening in your classroom and in your, I say in your closets in your classroom, what kind of resources you have in there and inside of your, you know, your uh, bag of goodies uh, no matter what's happening, your your heart is going to be reflected out. If your heart is sad, your heart is depressed, your heart is grieving, your heart is happy, your heart is joyful, it's going to reflect in your teaching. So it's, it's time to reflect on everything that it is that we have that we're working on. You know, we're working in our districts. no matter what kind of district you have. You may have an affluent district. You may have a not so affluent district, but... At the same time, you have Christ, and so whatever they give you, yeah, you can make gold. I found out you can make gold given I I used to say straw. I'm talking about giving straw dust, not even uh something of any substance. You still can make gold out of it because of your desire to teach and to educate your students, you still can make gold. So I went all the way around that to say, let's reflect on our school, current school year. And reasons that. We should reflect because of continuous improvement. We always, you know, I've been talking about being a great teacher, not just an effective teacher. You want to be effective teacher, period. You want to be effective because your students need to learn. You have to, um, you want to cause your students to excel. So, but you want to be a great teacher. That's like being a great person all the way around. Whoever comes in your contact, other teachers, your administration, parents, Apparently, uh, Azon, all the stakeholders that are around your teaching position, um, you want to be effective with each and every one of them. So that makes you a great teacher. So you want to continually improve. You know, you want to reflect. Reflection allows teachers to assess their teaching practice in it and identity as, um, and, and you're going to identify areas that need improvement. You know, we're not perfect. There are some things that we try, and it doesn't work, and then we figure out the next day, okay, let me try that again. Let me try it this way this time because it didn't work that way. Students didn't get it. It wasn't uh, a great lesson. I really didn't understand it. I'm learning it at the same time they're learning it. Whatever the case may be, we all can use some improvement. So if we sit back and watch, I suggest one thing, if you want to improve your teaching, your pedagogy, um, all that, uh, your teacher practices, I suggest you videotape yourself and then watch the lesson. See if you got everything. Critique it. Use the rubric that the, your principals use. If you're a principal, you videotape yourself with a teacher or going into a classroom. Whatever it is you do, how you connect with your students and your teachers, videotape it. Take Then you go back and take notes. Oh, I could have did this better. I could have did that. That was a cool idea right there. Um, I see that they got that. They understood that. So, reflect by by videoing and you could examine what worked well and what did not now you can refine your instructional strategies your classroom management techniques your assessment methods i mean to meet the needs of your future students this year is a wrap so hopefully you are reflecting little by little each month each week each marking period um and you reflected maybe the year before I myself, and I said it over and over, I went in with a plan for how I was going to cause my students to excel this year. So that is sort of like reflecting on last year, reflecting on what I hear in the wind, and then going in there with what I had, what I learned, uh, doing the research in the in the different programs that we were using. So I was able to do so. Now I'm reflecting even on that even more. I could have did this better. I like how that worked out, you know? So I'm able to uh like how I push my students and then how did this child slip through? How did this child not gain in this area when he should have or she should have or she gained in math and then reading she didn't? What was going on? What could I have done better, you know, to help assist this student? Um and also you need to reflect based because of student learning. Period. You know, you're a teacher. We are teachers. We want to reflect on the school year. It helps us gain insight into the progress and achievements of our students. You know, once you reflect, you can see, wow, these children gained uh, these reading skills. I watched them read and they're reading these different sounds that we have, these digraphs and these trigraphs and different uh letter sounds letter groupings and how they work together so they have learned that and then we're happy because we reflect then what happened over here where did the children not get that is is this across the board most of the students didn't get this sound or um is this something i should have dug into a little deeper for them to understand um how to pronounce these sounds or how when you see it in a word you know i teach my students because i have bilingual English language learners I I we discussed the English language and how it doesn't it, it has rules but the rules don't apply to most words the rules apply to what the rules want to apply to and you'll have a word like uh snow and plow o w should be I or oh what what is it now, Al, in both words. So, how does that work? We had a, a word today. It was so. It was. I. I didn't give them the word. I didn't want to. I had it written down, and I. It was asking them the new high frequency words. Does anybody know this word? And it was island. I S L A N D. Mind um, mind you, I have second grade students. We didn't go over that word ever this school year. We may have talked about islands, spoken about islands, but we didn't go over that word, and so, uh. The students were like, "Island, island." They were coming up with all kinds of. Stuff. One little boy, he said, "Island. That's island." I don't know how he knows. He don't even really know how he knows that word. He just knew it because he saw it, saw someplace else, and he understood that was the word island. And it was so funny because they were like, "Well, why is it s?" Listen, English, the English language doesn't work like you like Spanish. It doesn't work like that. We don't sound out letters. We have all these letters that we don't need in a word makes no sense to me. Who came up with this? I don't know. I wasn't there. But island is a word you have to know. That's why it's a high frequency word. You have to know it. And so my students, they understand now. All the rules don't apply. Don't even try to make them apply. If it doesn't fit, if you say a word and it doesn't fit that sentence, you sound it out the other way that it could be sounded out. Otherwise, you just have to know that word. So we're going through a lot with that. So we it would allow us to evaluate the effectiveness of our instructional practices and make necessary adjustments. You adjust now because you look back, saw what worked well and what didn't work, right? And um, so you're going to uh, be able to address any gaps, you know, in learning. Like I said, there, there's a few gaps. What happened right here? You know, and then you could assess it. It was something that happened right here because this happened to the majority of the students or one particular student where this student was excelling, you might not put so much effort into that student. You were so busy trying to get the other students up who needed to be up and trying to, the students, the high students, trying to um, give them something to, you know, to help develop them when they are, we're already working where they should be, but you want to challenge them. So you're working on them and then you have some students stuck in the middle somewhere close to the bottom, but not all the way to the bottom. And you are like, oh, I, I, I missed that. I didn't get that. You didn't understand that. I didn't get that. You weren't there because just for instance, you have a student reading a level D or E or something. So you keep giving them DE books. And then next time you test them, they're still on DE and you don't know what happened. Why didn't they advance? Why didn't they learn anything more? You have to figure that out. You have to figure that out. We have to sit back and reflect see what could I have done, what you could have done. And also, you need to reflect because of professional and personal growth. You know, reflecting on one's teaching practices, you know, that fosters personal professional growth. It provides an opportunity for self-assessment and self-awareness. You know who I who you are. This is who I am. I don't work well in this situation. I don't work this subject is kind of difficult for me, so that means I have to go extra study extra for this to make it smooth when I get to the classroom. For instance, when I'm right now we're doing measurement. For me as second graders, because when we did measurement prior years, with the math program that we had, we did measurement a little earlier. Now the students are ready. At the end of the year, they're doing measurement. But because it's in my head already, I have that hard block right there that second graders, it's hard for them to learn measurement, right? And then it's frustrating because they're measuring wrong. They're not starting at zero. And then they can't know that they have a hard time uh, knowing the difference between um, this thing is five feet and this thing is 10 feet. What's the difference? For some reason, they couldn't get it. It took a minute. And so I had in my head, this is, oh, my God, I hate this. I hate measurement for second graders. I got my students and they were like, Okay, Miss Brandon, Why do you say this was so hard? What's the problem? Because we get it. It's fun, and so I, I, I. It will have me assess who I am and why I approach things the way I do, and then take a look, step back, and say, "Oh, now with this program, they can get it because they've been learning addition and subtraction a while now." So, um, just who I am and what I'm doing. So it'll let me reflect on, um. The experiences, you know, and seeking feedback from colleagues, mentors, teachers, and to help enhance my skills, my knowledge, and my pedagogy, yeah, my pedagogy approach approaches. How I teach. How do I flow with the classroom? And, do I, and I'm one who, I use humor, humor, however my granddaughter said I can't say it. So humor with my students. And I'm able to laugh at myself. I'm able to discuss uh, real life ideas and let them discuss real life ideas. So it let me enhance all of that by reflecting on my teaching this year, you know, reflecting on my strengths and my weaknesses. And I just want to be self-aware when I'm in the classroom, in the classroom, any classroom, any subject. And I can say, oh, this is that. I know this well, but let me step back and say, oh, These are the students, they're learning this, so I have to take my time with it. It's easy to me, but now I know they're seven, right? Or six, or next year they're going to be six, five coming in probably, and turning seven. And then reflecting helps you build a supportive community because you have a chance to collaborate with other other teachers when when you reflect. Because you go to another teacher and you can say, this is what I learned. This is what I learned about my students. Like now, I can go back and talk to a first grade teacher because I'm teaching second, but I'll teach first grade next year. So um, now I could go and talk to a first grade teacher. What works with your first graders? Some teachers have, like I had that shelter classroom, those bilingual students, those English language learners, leave it like that. And then some had general ed. I could go to them and discuss things, what works normally for this group of students. And so it, it um, I can I can engage in reflective discussions so just say we have another um, another teachers meeting and uh, we get together and discuss reflect on this year I think that's a great idea for any district at the end of the year you get with your students the teachers at the end of the year during your last teacher's me- uh, faculty meeting and then reflect what happened this school year what what happened what? Can we discuss that benefits both the teachers and the students? You know, build a supportive community. You get with your 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 coworkers and you discuss. Um, how can we work together next year to make this work better so we won't have to work so hard? You come with your ideas, your strategies, what works for you, what didn't work for you, your take on the whole situation through your eyes, and then we could discuss it and we could we could get other people's ideas and opinion opinions. So, for instance. I am a part of a live uh, book read. Every single morning, we get together and read a book. We all read the same book. and at, 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 We read together, actually. But sometimes you read it on your own, and then you get with the group and you read it together, right? But every day we read together. We have two readers, and we read together. Then we come back with our takeaways. And it's so funny how every person has a different takeaway from the chapters that we read or the chapter that we read and they'll come up and say, well, I got this. And another person say, well, I got that. And then you're like, oh, I never thought of that. Right? Because we're seeing it from another person's, we're seeing it from our own eyes, our own filters. So you can come up with different ideas and you can put your heads together. You know, they say two are better than one. You know, the Bible talks about coming together. It, uh, three fold cord is stronger than a one because a one, a break. Or if... More if one person falls, there's nobody to pick them up. But if more are together and one falls, somebody there's somebody there to pick them up. So, working together, collaborating on your takeaways from the year is awesome, it's an awesome thing to do. Um, and then last but not least, this is like one of the most important things from reflecting is to reflect on your goal setting and planning for the next year. So, now you're thinking about, I know it's just the end of the year. I think every teacher should be ready to plan to what I'm going to do. You take off the summer, but before you leave, this is what I'm planning to do next year. And then the summer you get ideas, and as you're relaxing, your your, your juices will start flowing. Then you come in September ready to know what you're going to do. But in, in June, May and June, you, you think about, you reflect, and that's going to help you goal set. Next year... I want this to happen with my students this is what happened with my parents me and my relationship with my administration and the other teachers in the in the building or the district or my union representation whatever it is that you want to do any small groups that you're in you know there's so many things that you can set for goal like for instance the educators with oil i you know on our last show we had um Ange, we had ange crockett coxson and she came in she was like you you said this is educated with oil you mean you have to walk with your oil so how about you collaborate with other teachers i'm pretty sure you can find teachers who are educators with oil as well who you get together and pray with before the school day begins? you have so many different spirits coming into school and you need to be pr- known what to pray against pray for and pray for the teachers the students the the building Because there's so much happening around right now that you need to come prepared. We already come prepared, and we know we come with the oil. We pray before we go to school, and we walk in the building with our oil, all that, right? But you still have to be able to have a community, that community of educators that come together and and say, you don't have to, you can meet five minutes, or you could talk on the phone five minutes, talk a Zoom call five minutes. We do a Zoom call every single one. I'm on Two Zoom calls every single morning, so it can happen. Uh, and also it could, it could be set aside. Okay, at eight forty, at eight thirty, you get in your building. We're gonna stop for five minutes. You go in your classroom. I go in my classroom. You might not be in my building. Go in our classroom. Let's re- let's stop right there. That's the time for a Zoom call. Click, 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 and you're there. That's that's so easy. I do it every single morning. So we could do that, and then you plan and reflect. It so serves as a foundation, you know, for setting the goals and planning. So you have to have like a benchmark, you know, you're trying to reach this benchmark, but you have to have a foundation. You say, well, I'm going to start here and I want to end up here. Or i want to start here. This is the, the the benchmark where everybody should be, but I still want to reach beyond that, right? I want to reach beyond that, but you want going to start here. This is where I'd be every September. Every September, I'm going to be here and I want to be able to I come in with new students. I want to set goals for my classroom management for the way I teach these set of students in this way at this time. So um, you're going to identify areas that you want to grow, right, establish new objectives, develop an action plan to achieve them. How am I going to achieve these goals? Like I said, I had a plan, I had a whole plan for what I was going to do this school year, how I was going to get in uh, and educate my students, not to mention, and i keep saying it i don't say it so many times that i had english and language learners and that was sort of tough because i had the dynamic was some students esl they just need english as a second language you know a little bit 40 minutes a day they all needed esl 40 minutes a day some just needed that extra learn some vocabulary learn some words that they really didn't know right and then some Came from a strictly Spanish-speaking classroom, kindergarten, first grade. They got to my class. They didn't know English. They knew a couple of words, like a few things. They could say some sentences and get something across. Can I go to the bathroom? That kind of stuff. Um, You know, so I had to come in with that in mind. So I had to have these goals. And so this next year, I believe I'm going to have monolingual, just general ed. So it would be a little bit different. And that's something else that's different. I had um, ESL my student ESL in my classroom every year, but next year maybe I'll just have regular gen ed. So maybe no ESL students. Maybe ESL students. I'm not sure. Um, maybe because of the dynamic of the district. So, but it's going to help you be proactive in addressing challenges and improving your teaching practices for the benefit of your students. Again, our goal is to teach, to educate, to help our students to evolve into more mature people, you know, and have, uh, let them develop, help them develop a practice of being a lifelong learner. So we are going to be able to be proactive about addressing challenges that we already know are going to come. You know, you already know you're going to teach students and they're not going to know some words. You're going to have to have your projector in your computer ready to just say click click oh you don't know what a suitcase is here's a suitcase this is a suitcase what do you call that you know in your language this in english we call the suitcase you know the fence is what's a fence okay click it's already up on the board this is a suit this is a fence right what do you call a fence you know so that's what we do this is number 11. you say once but it's 11 in english and so you hear me say 11 you know it's onse, right like that, so you're able to overall reflect on your co- Reflecting on your current school year empowers teachers to become more effective, student-centered educators. That's what we want to be: student-centered educators. You want everything to come from their perspective. How do they need to learn? Let them be able to learn it. The job is not you to just push out information. The job is not for us to just push out information. It's for us to enable the student to learn. Period. We want our students to learn. And everything we do is based on, uh, is, is child-centered. Children can learn it this way. You know, they don't learn the same way we learn. You give them a book and you tell them to read it and they learn it. No, we could do that. Students can't. Uh, children can't. They could, but, you know, it's better hands-on. Somebody talking them through it. Letting them talk through it. So, this will be able to help us, um... It will empower us to become more effective teachers. It allows us to make informed decisions, enhance our instruction practices, and continually evolve as professionals in the field of education. fields of educators with oil. As we reflect, oh my God, just think about, you go back and look in a mirror about what happened this school year. Now, once you are that, you want your heart to reflect what you've learned, who you are as of all this. What did I leave this school year with? I left this school year with knowing if I don't have the resources, even though I'm gonna ask really strongly for the resources next school year, I'm not being, that's not happening. But even if I don't have the resources that I need, I can still educate my students. So I am going to be better you know, I'm going to be more evolved. I'm not going to be complaining about what I don't have, but I'm going to use what I do have, what I know, because this is what you what you have no matter what, what's in your brain. You know what the students need to know. You get that curriculum, that program, and you look at the uh, standards, see what your students need to learn, figure out how to do it. Make it work with, with the, the, the research that the districts give you, the research that are in your brain go online to get some more resources then compare it all to the common core standards or the standards of New Jersey standards whatever whoever state you live in their standards look at those standards common core goes across the board look at the common core standards this is something our students need to know they need to be able to ask and answer questions right they need to be able to um be able to explore you know, and whatever they need to do in science. They need to be able to do all that stuff. So you can reflect on all that and say, I got this. I I looked in the mirror at myself. I could have done better in this area, but I did great over here. And I'm going to continue doing that. And I'm going to improve that. And the things that I need to improve, the gaps that are here, I have some gaps that I need to uh, fill in. I missed this. I missed that. So you have that. Now you're ready for the next year. So that's one thing I think we all need to do is reflect on this current school year. The reason for it, you want to be a better, more effective, great teacher, great educator, great principal, great counselor, whatever it is that you do, great dean, nurse, whatever it is, reflect on what it is that you do. And again, like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for joining me. I am your hostess, Ronette Branham, here at Educators with Oil. I am the hostess with the mostess. <laughs> anyway, thank you and have a blessed day.